Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The following is a presentation of Podcast One. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? Eric Bowling and Brett Favre on everything from politics and sports to business and culture. This year has been insane. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off and quit. That man right there, number four, Brett Favre. First NFL completion, and it's to himself. It's big time and prime time. That's why Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Now it's Bowling with Favre. All right, here we go. Show number four, Bowling with Favre. Brett, good to see you. Remember, everyone, if you're here, you're already, you've already found us, but you got to rate us. Make sure you review the show and rate us. That, that really helps us out a lot, quite a bit, and we're doing great. Love it. Love it every minute. Brett and Eric. Um, so, Brett, my friend, my man, since last week, a lot, lot has gone down. How you been, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Long time no talk. Yeah, and I just want to point out to the to the to the listeners because they can't see it. But right before we started, Brett said I need a so let me get a bottle of water, and he ran off off screen. So we're taping this on you know to, to, for a clip, but we're you're hearing the audio. But so he runs off screen, he comes back, and I was waiting for someone to squirt squirt the water into your mouth, Brett. But that that didn't. Yeah, happen. those days are over. <laughs> and I told Eric once you once you uh, retire, no, no um, one squirts water in your mouth. You're, for you're cut off. From uh, the inheritance. Well, you're, you're uh, big time. I, you know, I mean, you signed some of those big contracts. Maybe you hire a guy to walk around and squirt water in your mouth when you're, you know, after, when you're cycling or. No. Yeah. But, you know, it, the key word there is you hire, which means you pay. <laughs> you pay. When you're playing football or professional sports, the people that are squirting water in your mouth, you're not paying. I just, I, you know, I, I obviously I didn't play at your level, but I played sports and played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I, I just, I can't get over standing there and have someone squirt water in my mouth for me. It's not like you're doing something with your hands to time out. You're just standing there. Like, can I grab that and do it myself? What? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, that's a good question. I never thought about it until, until you brought that up. Um, I, you know, occasionally you'll see a guy grab the water bottle but, but, you know, when the guy comes out there with the water or walking down up and down the sidelines, generally you just, I don't know if who started that, the, the, what the, the manager or the player somewhere it had to start. Like, you know, you do it. Uh, my hands are cold. You, you spray. You know, <laughs> was, I don't know. It was probably a joke. You're probably like some guy leaned over and opened his mouth and, and, and like, and a manager squirted water at him or so, and then it became a thing. <laughs> yeah. I you just, know, that's, a, that makes you think about, you know, just crazy stuff that, that you never really thought about before. Like how did that, where did that start and who started it? Um, but anyway, yeah. Funny guy, whoever it was, it was a, it was a funny person who started or lazy. Um, Big story of the week, Brett. You're down in, in, in the south and in, in Mississippi, but one of your neighboring states there, Texas, had a massive freeze. I I guess they call it historic, and some people are, are comparing it to Hurricane Harvey, one of the worst storms ever to hit the state, one of the worst natural disasters ever. Um, but it was a winter crisis. Tens of thousands were left without power, millions you know, under wa- boil water advisory, but right in, in the middle of it, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, everyone knows him. He ran for president up against Trump in 2016. Um, he left. 
he took his family to Cancun, Mexico, and caught quite a, let's call it a shit storm from the media for, for leaving in the middle of, of a winter storm. Um, he had to turn around with his tail between his legs and, and, and turned around and came back home uh, on, on the next flight, allegedly. Okay. Um, my, my thought on that, I don't, I mean, I know who Ted Cruz is. I don't know Ted Cruz. I've never met him. I've never talked to him. He may be the greatest guy in the world. He may be the biggest jerk. I don't know. But when I, when I saw this, um, I, I thought to myself, I, I wasn't, I was really indifferent. And my, my, First thought was, what could he have been? What could he have been doing in Texas that he couldn't do remotely? It just happens to be Cancun. And what I'm saying is, could isn't a hold on, hold on a second. Just happens to be across the border in Mexico, where the where it's 80 degrees and the fellow Texans were freezing. You know, freezing. Look, it's optics, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 did did he neglect his people by being gone? I mean, I guess that's that's what ultimately you have to. Uh, or can he? Isn't mostly what a senator, a congressman? Look, and you're you've been in politics for a long time. I, I I'm I have zero intellectual uh, knowledge to the ins and outs of politics. Nor do I want to. But isn't there? Power in phone calls and texts and emails, you know, getting, getting, I mean, they're not out with a shovel. There's, there's Am I right? nothing that family could have done to help the crisis going on in Texas with the exception of saying, Hey, I'm your Senator. I'm not, here's part of the problem. Mrs. Cruz leading up to her, their, their weekend in, in Cancun texted a bunch of friends in the neighborhood and one of the friends leaked it to the press and the text said, anyone can or want to leave for the week, we may go to Cancun. And then she said, there's a direct flight. Hotels are, are have capacity. And then she said something and it's not, it, she said something like only 300 bucks a night at the Ritz Carlton. I think that's what, what she said. Um, and then they went and here, you know what? Look, you make a mistake, you eat it. Ted gets there. There's a bunch of video of him getting on the, on the plane. He gets there and there's, He's carrying. He's, he's, by the way, it's amazing some of the, what they've done uh, in the media. He's got a bag, right? So he's got a, one a wheel bag, and he's walking around the airport with this wheel bag. Now they've placed that picture of him with that wheel bag on Mars. They placed it underwater. They're just they're ripping him apart. Yeah. But he, clearly, the he what happened is he said he was dropping his daughters off because they wanted to get away for a vacation. Clearly, he wasn't just dropping them off because he had a pretty sizable bag. He, he planned on staying. First, he said he was dropping his doors. Then he walked that back and said, you know, I was going to stay till Saturday. So just just come step up to the plate and say, look, I made I made a mistake. I, I apologize. I just never should have left. I mean, I don't think you should have left. Here's I'm under the you know, look. We we rip these politicians for doing stupid shit all the time. When when Governor Newsom in California said he was closing the restaurants, he was pulling people out of restaurants shutting them down. But before he did that, as that bill is passing through the state Senate, whatever they needed to do, literally within 24 hours of that bill passing, he flew from Southern California to, to or from, I guess, Sacramento to uh, 
to San Francisco and had a $400 per plate dinner at a restaurant called French Laundry, which is indoors. So not only was it outdoors, it was open and, it, and the optics were bad. And there's over a million signatures now to recall Governor Newsom. Yeah, it's got to play on both sides. I mean, Governor Newsom wasn't going to save any lives, but the optics of going to a restaurant when you're shutting down restaurants or the optics of running off to Cancun when your state is like freezing. I don't know. I just, I, I, no, I, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, you know, the, you and I have talked about this not, and not necessarily on, on the air, uh, from a political perspective. Um, there's those that if they're not in your party or don't like you, there's nothing you can do that's yeah. going to change their mind. I mean, and, and that's, that's a shame that this world has gotten to this and, um, you know, I, I don't know if the, I'm totally honest with you. I don't know if the governor from California is Democrat or Republican. Democrat, Democrat. So my point is, that I ripped him for doing that. And I have to I, personally, I got to keep Ted Cruz accountable for for making not not that he would have done any any better work or more work staying in Texas. It's just when you know when you're when, when your neighborhood's on fire stay with your neighbors. Right. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. You know, and I guess the, the other part of it and you, uh, sort of alluded to it. If you choose to be in that position, uh, you know, a person of authority and maybe more, more authority than, than most, uh, or maybe looked at more endearing, uh, than most, then if if you're the smallest guy on the, uh, the lowest guy on the totem pole, you could get away with going to Cancun. Not that you could have done any more or any less work than Ted Cruz, but people uh, won't care. You remember when um, Barack Obama was president? There were some massive, massive uh, tornadoes in in Alabama, and uh, he was in Europe, and he didn't come back. Now he was already there, so it's not like he left. He was already there. He didn't come back. I think it took him two or three days to come back from Europe and he got ripped for that. And he, and he should have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, well, but here's, here's your the point. You, I think you're trying to make is no matter what you do, you're still going to be the other side is going to hate you for it. So the, the, the conservatives, the right just ripped Obama for taking three days to get back to Alabama from wherever he was on the other side, the, the hurricane Maria that, that ravaged that almost wiped out Puerto Rico Trump went down there right away, which you would think would be great, but they have a photo op of him throwing uh, paper towels to people, and and they ripped him for the way he threw the paper towels, like being insensitive. Which is ridiculous. You, you can't ridiculous. do anything right on both sides. Yeah, uh, and that that's a shame because the, the the attention is more about what they did or didn't do, uh, or or said they were going to do and didn't do, rather than acknowledging when someone does something good, uh, regardless of party. Um, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. Governor DeSantis in Florida, a Republican, kept his state open. The left can't stand him for what he did, but he did a good job with it. The COVID numbers are down. The economy stayed open. Economic numbers in Florida are are off the chart good. He may run for president on the heels of that. he got more vaccines in people's arms, I think, than any other state it, right right up there. But then the, the people who hate Republicans, who hate Florida governors, said that the vaccine centers that he put into the various 
neighborhoods or, or businesses. He said they're, they're, DeSantis was using favoritism. So he got more shots in people's arms. He aggressively put it out there, kept the economy open. But because of the places he chose, there was some, some sort of payback to the governor. I mean, you just, you're yeah. saving lives, but somehow they're going to tag you with it. It's just, it's, I'll tell you, politics, the reason why I love what we're doing, what we're doing, let's leave politics. Politics is a blood sport, man. They they rip your head off. Yeah. Next topic. All right. Next topic before we go, though, Ted Cruz, by the way, when he came back from, (laughs) when he came back from Cancun, there was a mariachi, someone hired a mariachi band to play. (laughs) That's funny. That was worth it. But before we go into the next topic, IP Vanish, we talked about it a few times, and it's really important to protect yourself online. And that includes your IP address. That's how all those social media guys, you know, you know, they are, you're on, you're online, you're doing something, they grab your IP address and all of a sudden everything you do pops up everywhere. They know what you've been looking at on the internet. They just grab your IP address and they've sold it. The good news is for only $3.49 a month, you can protect yourself from all that. Thanks to our partner, IP Vanish. Yeah, IP Vanish is a virtual private network, VPN. So if you're watching Jeopardy and they say, what does VPN stand for? Now, you know, a virtual private network. And it works on computers, tablets, and phones, which is great. And it's really, really affordable. Yeah, I think you have to phrase the answer in form of a question. So, so I just lost. What is virtual private network, Brett? For just three forty nine a month, three forty nine a month, or twenty seven ninety nine a year, you can protect your online privacy and security because when you use a VPN, virtual private network, all your data is encrypted. That's the important part because what you're doing on the internet is your business and no one else's. And for three dollars, get it three dollars forty nine cents a month. It's kind of a no brainer. Yeah, because IP Vantage loves the show. They're hooking you up with a huge special, 65% off. Just go to IPVanish.com slash Farve, F-A-V-R-E, and claim your 65% savings. IP Vanish is the best of the best, and we want you to show these guys some love. It's IPVanish.com slash Farve to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. All right. Um one of the other uh, t- topics of the week, and I just love this. This, this, we landed on Mars, Brett. We landed a, a rover on Mars. It's called Perseverance Rover. And not only that, they've got video coming back. They've got audio coming back. They've got this little drone helicopter. I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm a geek that way. I, just, I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I saw um, a little show, I think it was last week on Perseverance and, um, how leading up to the to the launch and and the journey and all that stuff, how they tested it here on Earth, and um, man, there's some smart people um, to figure all that stuff out. And not and you, I guess they have a pretty good idea what the the climate's like out in Mars, and but. Um, I know what I, I I'm jiggling with a little screw on my lawnmower because it, it's running. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it. Imagine if something's jiggling on Mars, how do you, uh, you, you know, I mean, it's just amazing what, what these people so, can come up with. So, so NASA comes to Brett Favre and says, I got, I got Brett plus one to the next mission to Mars. You may not come back. But you might be you might be the uh, the first group of human beings to step on Mars. Do you say yes or no? No. 
(laughs) I'm kind of that way with the vaccine. I'll let everyone else do a test run, then come back to me then. And and I'm not, it's not a guarantee then, but if I knew I could get there and get back. Now the time frame obviously is, is skewed. It's not like going from here to California and back, which is a long trip. Um, if they said, look, you're going to be on Mars 15 minutes, we can guarantee you get there and back safely, but it's going to take three years to get there and three and a half years to get back. Um, I, hell no, I wouldn't do it. Well, was it headwinds, how long? headwinds in the way to Mars? What do you mean? An extra half year to, to uh, maybe we took the scenic route go, uh, going, coming back going. I, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to go by a couple of extra, uh, galaxies and go to Saturn and just swing by Mars on your way home. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the dark side of the moon for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I go, I go, I, I don't even need the, the promise of coming back. I mean, I I'm, I'm on that flight. No questions asked. All right. So that reminds this conversation reminds me of a movie. And and if you've seen it, I know you, you, you loved it. Interstellar. You know, I've probably seen it because I watch all those. Matthew McConaughey. It's a long movie and it's, it's some of the content is a little above my intellectual, uh, like the the dimensions. It's trippy. Um, Very trippy. Have you seen Martian? Um, yeah, so with Matt Damon. Rub. Oh, yes, Martian's a good movie. Great movie. Yeah, where he, he grew grew his own garden yeah. from from a potato. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That I love that stuff. That, yeah, that was a great movie too. I, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Um, hey Rob, let's cue up some audio. Cam Newton versus a kid. Because I want to ask Brad if he ever had to, had to ever had to deal with this. Let's play the, the Cam Newton had a run in with Jeff Owens. I'm sorry, Jeff. Yeah, I think it's Jeff or Seth or Jeff Owens. Um, take a listen to the kid. Listen. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. Let me talk to your dad. Let me talk to your dad. You're a free agent. Where's your dad? You're a free agent. You're a free agent. You asked. Where's your dad? Where's your pop? You asked. <laughs> is there more rob is another piece of audio there? well yeah so there's another piece that that, that was the one that went viral kind of everywhere yeah. this is the other piece which was cam i guess after the incident kind of trying to talk the kid down a little bit no no ain't no disrespect you know if you want some attention i'm gonna give you some attention the right way bro the right way when do y'all play what was your record today then no, two and two and one, two and one. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't able to see because y'all was two. Cameras on me. All right, bro. All what time. did he do, man? Does he play? He got speed. He got speed. Yeah. Nah, don't act shy. You nah, bro. Don't act shy. I'm sitting right here. No, I'm really trying to ask you. Like, I'm trying to see like, what, you, what you do. Like, you said something to me, then I go, well, I'm really trying to talk to you. I'm not trying to like crack no jokes. I'm just really trying to ask a simple question. Bro. I'm so, I, it's, it's your fault why everybody's looking, but I'm really just trying to ask a question. So, so Cam gets into it with a kid at, I believe it was Cam's camp. Brett, you ever, you ever get into it with a kid? Um, not really. I, I, you know, I coached high school football two years, um, uh, at Oak Grove high school here where my two daughters graduated. And, um, yeah, I mean, I had some, it, it was different though. You know, um, uh, it was coach player 
interaction. Uh, and I've been on both sides of that, but that was, th- th- this one was different. I, I, I saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't dive into it. The Cam Newton deal very much. I, I think Cam handled it very gracefully. Um, and with class and, and Cam is that way. I, I I've met Cam, uh, way back when, and, and talked to him a few times over his career and met his family, great family. He handled himself much better than the kid handled himself. And, you know, when I, when I saw a clip of it initially, I, it goes back to what I've said in the last few years to, when, when talking about things like this subjects in regards to, you know, the youth, there's such a lack of respect just in general. Uh, and there's such a disconnect with the, with the youth today and, and history. I'm not saying history is, is the most important thing, but, you know, like I, I was growing up, I knew every player on every team. I, and, and I knew w- what they did, how good they were. Um, you know, and like nowadays you ask a, you know, maybe a, a star in college who, uh, who's a, you know, maybe you say, you know, Warren Moon, who? Or Jim Kelly. Uh, no, I never heard of him. And you go, now I'm not saying that, 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 you know, that's necessarily a bad thing, but there, but just kind of like sitting down with your grandpa and asking him stories about what it was like to grow up back in the day. Like I did when I was a little kid, I remember asking my great grandfather what it was like. Did you have movies? Did you, did you, did you, you know, did you go to the store and get a a root beer or, (laughs) and oh yeah, son, for a nickel, I walked to the movie, got dinner and walked back and, uh, you know, but both ways. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm kind of going, uh, you know, all over the place. But I mean, there's nowadays kids don't care. They so just so don't let, care. let me let me and I don't, listen. I really don't want you to get into trouble because we've had this conversation about Deshaun and whatnot, and, and and other players, JJ Watt wanting to leave different teams. This week we just found out, and um, he was a first round draft pick for the Titans. And hold on, his name is Isaiah Wilson, right? 2020 first round draft pick tweeted done with football as a Titan. Now general manager came kicked back and said, he better drop that, pull that down. He pulled the tweet back, but you know, again, I, this is kind of a theme I've been, I've been talking about here. And I, again, Brett hall of fame quarterback, you, you, I get it, but our, our, and along the theme of what you just said, there's a lack of respect. I think we talked last week about when you when you draft someone, when you bring someone into the in, into the organization, especially in, in 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 the top rounds, you want them to be part of not just the organization, not just be a good football player, but also part of the community. Guys, in his first season, he got COVID twice. He didn't play a lot. He was sick twice. He couldn't play, and now he wants to leave and and publicly says something like, "I'm ah, done with the Titans now." That's right. I'm not sure what's going on. What do you think? Well, I, I'm not either. So, you know, r- rather than get more trouble, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not trying to do that for the record. I don't know. I know. I, I, I know you're not. But in fairness to him, um, I, I don't know the facts. And but I do know this, um, that owners, the owners and the front office, you know, the, the people who run the business for the owner. 
and some owners are more hands-on than others. Um, they're not going to let the player dictate, you know, necessarily their future. And, and you know, and in some ways you do dictate your future in other ways you don't, but you, you're not, you're not going to win that battle publicly. Um, I mean, they help, if they still own his rights, which it sounds like they do, if he's a rookie last year, um, he, he's got really a, a couple of choices, quit, play mm-hmm. or sit out. And if you set out, you, you know, you, you're not getting paid. And if you quit, you're not getting paid. He signed a, it's uh, always a possibility, but they don't have to trade you if they don't want to listen to this. The Titans signed Wilson to a four is according to ESPN Titans uh, signed Wilson to a four year, $11.6 million contract in August. Tennessee would have uh, a $5.4 million salary cap charge if they release him. So he's kind of got them. Yeah. By the, you know, what's, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but. So, so I have a bunch of friends who listen to the the podcast and, and in very, every Tuesday afternoon, again, if you're watching, make sure you rate us and review us, but every Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday, I'm having a cocktail with with some friends. Yeah. Listen to the podcast. And like, Brett is just the great, he's just like a guy you want to talk. He just lets it rip from the top of his head. He's, 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 he just lets it go. And I always said, you know, it's kind of like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. You know, Buck kind of sets the scene, sets the play, sets it up. And Troy says, well, here's what's really good. Here's what you're thinking. Here's what you should be thinking about. Here's what you should be seeing. I feel like we're, we're kind of playing around, around that, that little, uh, that, that area, the similarities. But there may be something different. Um, and I think Rob has some audio this week. We found out on, from uh, the Colin Coward po- podcast that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman's secret to success in the booth. Rob, play it. We have had that glass of bourbon in the booth, uh, although it's not bourbon. It's tequila, <laughs> splash of Grand Marnier, and grapefruit juice. I went through a couple of years where in the first inning of every postseason baseball game, I had the runner go get the biggest beer that the stadium sold, and I had it sitting there, and I would sip it from time to time to remind myself to relax and have fun. I'm just doing a game. And I brought that over to football, but because Troy is a man of finer tastes, beer uh, (laughs) somehow became tequila, Grand Marnier, and grapefruit juice. We haven't done it in a long time now, but it was good for a stretch. My whole problem, listen, I've I've done that before. Have a a shot of vodka right before a show or or, or whatever. It works. For me, it works. Grand Marnier and, and cranberry juice with tequila? I mean, come on, Troy. I, you know, my my drinking days ended in 1998, so I'm out of touch with the latest trends. When I when I when I heard this, I laughed, uh, and I said, "I guess that's why they're so good. <laughs> they are they, good. I think they're an awesome duo. Are uh, they the best? You think they're the best team? Uh, you know, in in, in broadcasting sports today? Yeah." Yeah, in history, I, I mean, I, I'd have to say John uh, John Madden. Yeah, um, right. In some role, were, were hard to beat. Madden, some role are amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, but but better than the dynamics was much like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, although the 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 delivery is different. Yeah, and I've told Troy this so many times. I I never could beat Troy. You know, he he always kicked my butt, uh, and and they were a phenomenal team. But I said, as great of, of a quarterback as you were, I think you're even better in the booth. Yeah, he's good. I, I think he does an ex- exceptionally great, wonderful job of being critical at times, 
but in a polite way, um, you, you know, not coming across too harsh, but also he's very, his, he teaches you a little bit without being overbearing, you know, and, and, he, so, and so, he studies it hard. So I, 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 I avidly watch and listen to football and, and I love Trey Aikman's perspective. Also, it's, it's a little bit, little, I guess call it a little more pedestrian than say Tony Romo, Tony Romo will break down like he'll do defensive reads for the viewer. I happen to like that too. I just like Troy Aikman's personality, but, but Tony goes a little bit more deeper in, into what a, sometimes live. He's like, yeah, he's rolling out now. He, he's got a cornerback, you know, and, and he's calling it as it's happening. That's yeah. I well, kind of like that, you know, and it's kind of like Democrat Republican, you know, one side likes one thing, one, the other side right. likes another. I think Tony does a, a good job. I per, personally like Troy better only because to me, some in some cases, too much information is too much, and it's like, okay, well, I don't care if they're in a if a four week role, you know, I just I just want some a little commentary, and that's it. Yeah, and and Buck does a really good job setting up Aikman, right. Aikman's color. I listen, Jim Lampley is amazing. Lampley and Roma Man. are great. Lampley, I I love it. Golf, I it's a little awkward the two of them. They almost like they're they're. they're you mean Nance? They're a little bit. Jim Nance. I, I don't know. Um, what about uh, what's uh, Al Michaels and uh, and Collinsworth? Like them? I, I, um, I, th- I I I think Al Michaels is the best in, to ever do it. Um, ever Howard Cassell. Ever. Well, I mean, different. I, I, I it's kind of like Joe Montana to Tom Brady. I mean, both of them are superior. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Michaels is just you, you know you could drop him in a booth. And he, and he say, look, don't tell me who I'm doing before. And it could be hockey. It could be alpine skiing. It could be Monday night football. It could be, and he would hit it, hit the ground running like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and it sounds like he's a fan of whatever. And, you know, he's not like, damn, I got alpine skiing this week. You know, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. How do you talk about that? Or ice skating or, you know, something that. Um, you don't relate Al Michaels to, but he could do it. Yeah, yeah. Vin Scully, one of the best ever, too. Uh, Vin Scully, I love the Dodgers growing up. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Iconic. Uh, I, you know, I grew up in Chicago. Harry Connick. Holy cow. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago. I, I grew up listening to, to, to him, uh, Harry Carey. Now, there's a guy that would have a couple toddies during the – no, he'd have a, 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 a Hams. Hams was was the beer of Chicago. They they sponsored the Cubs, and he would literally and you didn't see this on TV because they wouldn't show it. He'd lean out of the booth and they they he he'd sing "Take Me Out to the Ballpark" in the seventh inning stretch. He'd open the windows of the, of the broadcast booth and he'd have a big mug of Hams, like a glass yeah. mug filled a beer mug filled with Hams, and he'd be singing and be splashing all over. It, the guy was amazing. Yeah. Check out the babe in the front row. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. And then, he, then he'd, he'd transition into three and two count on Jaeger. <laughs> Just a little inside. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, Brett's uh, Harry Carey impression might be my favorite thing ever now. <laughs> it, it could be. We may have to. Hey, hey, Rob, if we can remember this in Burrito, if we can put this down, let's get some Harry Carey audio. Um, we'll get real Harry Carey audio. And then, and then there was SNL 
like used to use a recurring oh, SNL. The Will Ferrell spoof, man, on SNL. It was a Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, right. that's we'll, right. We'll pull some of that and we'll see who's better at Harry Carey. Will Ferrell or, or Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> and we'll let you just, we'll let the listeners decide who. I'm going to go with Will. No, no, I don't know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, just, I need to get some more. I, I, I got to brush up on my Harry Carey so I can give you more lines. Perfect. perfect. But, I, but I remember watching all that stuff and thinking he's uh, he is loaded he's a- <laughs> <laughs> i'm wrong with that all right listen govex we want to take a moment to salute the uh, the uniformed professionals who sign up to serve causes greater than themselves if you ever listened uh ever served in the military law enforcement firefighting or the frontline medical communities you're eligible for free membership at govex.com you know, I, I watch these commercials and these these products are amazing. They got sunglasses. They have all these really, really cool things. And the cool thing about GovX.com is you become, a, if you're one of these uniformed professionals, you become a member and you get these cut rates on it. Um, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Yeah, GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need. For your on and off duty life. And they have some great stuff. Yeah. And you registered GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responders, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service, we honor it. And we do that as well. We here at this show, Thank you and honor uh, your service. Yeah. And it, hey, signing up is easy, fast, and totally free. And if you become a member today, you can use Farve for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve again. That promo code is Farve. And that is a great, great site. Not just because they sponsor yeah. the show, because it's really cool. Yeah. Right. You mentioned something earlier, Jeopardy. Um, I noticed they're they're going through a rotation of of guest hosts. Alex Trebek passed away from ovarian cancer. No, ovarian cancer. Jesus, uh, pancreatic. pancreatic cancer. Sorry, yeah. um, it passed. And 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 the first host was Ken Jennings. He was the the historically the the all time leading money winner on Jeopardy. It was pretty good. Six weeks run. I, I'm not a big fan of Jennings. It was okay. It was no Alex Trebek. But now they've the next sort of time in a few weeks is Ken Jennings, the executive producer. I'm sorry, that was Ken Jennings. Mike Richards is the executive producer. Uh, Ken Jennings was the all-time uh, running right. winner. Um, Mike Richards, the executive producer, is going to take over for a few weeks. This guy was a, a game show host. He's pretty good as well. Um, it sounds like you're a Jeopardy fan. Love it. I suck. <laughs> uh, you know, why can't it be sports all the time? <laughs> sports Jeopardy. Uh, and, and I... Uh, uh, geography. I'm pretty good at geography. And, and uh, b- before we go any further, I got to tell you my g- geography story. Now, you know, I was young, so just bear with me. My fr- freshman year in college, Southern Miss in 1987, I, uh, I have what was called elective classes I could sign up for. So I signed up for geography because I'm pretty good at states and capitals. That's, you know, that was my you know, I said, Hey, this will be good. I'll be good in this. So about three weeks into, it was a Tuesday, Thursday class. It was a nine to 10 30. Uh, you know, it was a longer class. 
And all I remember is the, the professor's name was Ron. I can't remember his last name. Not good guy. And so like three weeks in, I, and I always wore a red hat that had an S on it. And, and I'll tell you why I, I remember that. I'm 17, 18 years old. So three weeks in, I'm like, and this is hard. I'm saying this to myself. I said, we're, we're talking about rock formations and uh, cr- different crust. And what, so after class, I see where you go with this. Yeah. So after class that day, I said, Hey, professor Ron, can I talk with you for a second? Um, sure. So I said, look, you know, I signed up for this class and you know, it's hard. When do we do like States and capitals and, and, and the look on his face, I can still remember it was like one of amazement and shock at the same time. And he says, we're in geology. Oh. I said, geology? What the hell's the difference? <laughs> and he said, there's a lot different between the two. Um, we don't do states and capitals here. But I tell you what, it was too late to drop it. He said, if you show up for class every time, which I, that, that was no problem for me, you show up for class. And you give me your best effort, you're going to make a good grade. And I, I, I was 100% participation. I don't know what I actually made. I got, got a B, and it may have been a, a B to begin with, but uh, it was hard. But I, yeah, I'm three weeks in, I'm thinking I'm in geography and wondering when, you know, we talk about, you know, where's Capital the bad land? Where's Albany, New York? What was the S on your hat for? Um, the previous year, I played in the, the, Mississippi high school football, uh, all-star then it was South versus North, mm-hmm. but, I, but the, the, uh, I wanted him to see me in that seat. So I always make sure my red hat, you know, <laughs> you, it, right. not that he would have, wouldn't have known. Anyway, so I made sure he back. knew I was there. So, so, so Katie Kirk is going to, is going to be one of the hosts. I think Anderson Cooper, they said he's going to be one of the hosts of Jeopardy, but I noticed your pal, I'm not sure if your pal, your your fellow footballer, Aaron Rodgers is going to be hosting Jeopardy April 5th for for a stint. Maybe he'll week. be good. He'll he'll do a good job with that. Um, you know, if, if I could do it remotely, I would love to do it. Um, I'm not going. I'm not going to go out there and live and and. But I I think that would be a cool job. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about who they were thinking about, I was just running through people. Tom Hanks to me would be a great one. Yeah. Now, he's got he's a full plate. I'm sure. But I think he would do an exceptionally uh, good job. But, you know, the problem with this is, is no matter who it is, until this, this generation is dead and gone or, or forgets, we're always going to be measuring whoever yeah. in, in regards to, uh, you know, the su- superiority of Alex Trebek. Yeah. That's what we relate that show to is Alex Trebek. I was on the, um, I was on the Five at Fox, and, and we brought – in Alex Trebek and we is a talk show. We did it for six years and we'd occasionally bring someone in, not every day, but someone, it'd be a sixth person at the desk. And I'll tell you, Trebek came in and it was just, the guy is just so personable. He's just, was such the, the nicest guy in the world, smart, intelligent, articulate, just, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And it translated on TV. Pat Sajak, a friend of mine also translates only he's a little yeah, snarky and funny. That. 
He is one funny guy. I mean, he can't do it on, on wheel of fortune, but you know, when I'm texting or or DMing him, he is hysterical. No, he he's, he's awesome. I mean, that's, there's, you know, when I think of, uh, the good old days back when we were young, you know, you, you, you didn't have cable TV. You had a, two or three channels and you're lucky if all three of them came in clear. But, you know, when you're home from school, you had to watch in the mornings, you had to watch game shows. And then if you were you steadfast on watching TV in the afternoon from lunch on, it was soap operas, which was, you know, I, I could, I'd much rather watch paint dry, get all my teeth pulled. Um, but, you know, you remember those days. When, uh, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Wink Martindale. Oh, you just brought a press, so, press, pressure luck was my all-time favorite press, game. Yeah, show. no yes. whammies, right? No whammies, Rob, man. Yeah. Big bucks, no whammies. No whammies, Do you remember stop. what happened? Do you remember the controversy that with, with, with press your luck? There was a player on there who they had to stop because he or she, I can't remember what, I think it was a he, kept winning because he knew that every time the, the whatever the, the, the thing that was going around the, the wheel or the board hit a certain spot, he'd count one 1,000 and press, and it was it, it, it kept hitting the, the number. And so it was like he was hard counting. Gonna, he, was, he was hard counting. He, couldn't, he was never going to lose. So they had to, had to fix the show. They'd stop it. And fix yeah, it was the in show. the 70s, and he won like 100 grand or something. Yeah, yeah. Which and is it, probably it, like it, a but, trillion but he, today. He didn't lose. They had to. They literally changed. The, they had to stop the game so he'd stop. Stop winning. Do you remember? And this is. This is. I'm pretty sure this. I'm going to try and look this up, but I'm. I'm 99 sure this is. You know what, Pat Sajak. Wheel of Fortune's been around 38 years now. Do you know who the wow. first host of Wheel of Fortune was? It wasn't Pat. No, I, I knew that there was a previous host. I actually remember that. Uh, I. I the. When you say the name, I'm going to know. Chuck Woolery. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Chuck Woolery. He, then he, he, he had a contract dispute, left, I believe, after one or two years of Wheel of Fortune and went to go do uh, Love Connection. Remember yeah. Love Connection? Is that um, where he said, we'll be back in two and two? Two and two. That's right. <laughs> two and two. And, but but Sajak went on to the next 36 years as being the Wheel of Fortune. That's just host. worked out well for him. Yeah, he's done a good job with him. Vanna White's been amazing through, throughout the whole thing. I don't know why I did. I just, because I think, I, I guess because I saw I Aaron Rodgers. For the older listeners that are listening to us, you're chuckling right now because you remember Bob Barker. You know, don't forget to get your pet spayed and neutered. Yep. You know, I, I've always thought, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with the game show? So but I have that, a question know, for you. Um, Happy Gilmore, right? Isn't that the, the, that's the golf movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I admit I haven't seen it. I could be one few men my age who have, have, haven't seen it. Wasn't um, Bob Barker in Happy Gilmore? Yes, he was. Okay, because I, I, I saw think he beats up Adam Sandler. Or yeah, they get like. into a big fist fight on the golf course. That's what it was, because because I saw something with Adam Sandler and 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 whoever he he played, you know, the cocky guy, whoever the the the, the cocky guy. Anyway, yeah. Oh, you shoot him, Gavin. Happy Gilmore. I guess there's a there's a some sort of thing going on social media, like a rematch between the two, but not real rematch, like a virtual rematch. But don't don't bring on Bob Barker. I don't even know if he's still alive. Is he still alive? Bob Bob's Barker. still with us. Yeah. He's still around. He's got to be up there. Oh, he's in his nineties. Yeah, but he's still there. But he was the best. What what was that guy's name? The uh, the Family Feud kissed everybody. Oh yeah, Uh, the the, the, Uh, Richard Dawson, British guy. Yeah, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson Dawson. used to kiss all kiss all the contestants. Yeah, yeah. 
and on the lips. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you, <laughs> you, I, I'll bet you he was having a few uh, pops before the show. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd like oh, to know yeah. how what he would do in COVID times. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm still kissing him. I mean, that was his deal. All right, Rob, you want to play a little uh, bowling alley? I can't. Did you want to mention the United story, or did we want to go back to that? Or, or oh, shit, no. yeah, I forgot. That's okay. Um, because because Brett was very, uh, very, uh, very, uh, very into this. And it, it's scary. I mean, I guess it's, it's things that, that cause nightmares for some people. Personally, I, I don't fear flying. I don't fear any of that stuff. But that big United airplane um, where, where one of the engines caught fire after taking off a little bit into the into the flight, where they got that amazing cell phone video. But I think Rob has the, has the uh, Mayday call. United, uh, 28, United 328 Heavy Mayday, Mayday aircraft. Uh, United Denver uh, departure, United 328 Heavy Mayday aircraft uh, just experienced a uh, engine failure. Need a turn immediately. Yeah, so there it is. And if you've seen it all over social media, all over the news, that one of the engines was blatantly on fire and then all that debris was falling into that neighborhood. So, but. Brad, ever have any close encounters like that? How you are you a good flyer? No. Let me ask you that. Um, I, um, I went through a phase where I was petrified of flying, and um, I'll never forget. I, I boarded a plane in in uh, Chicago O'Hare, and I was coming back home from Green Bay. So Green Bay, I went to O'Hare, and there was several different ways you could get home, but you had to make two connections: Chicago, Detroit, or Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And then generally, this is back when Memphis was used a bunch by Northwest. Um, that was most of the time how I went, but I was going to Atlanta and then Atlanta to Gulfport. And so, uh, and I, I was petrified flying. I got on the, the plane, was either all the way in the back or like second row from the back. And um, this guy was sitting next to me and we, we took off, got a little ways and we hit some turbulence. Nothing out of the ordinary, and I grabbed the seat in front of me um, <laughs> with both hands. And the guy next to me, this is how we struck up a conversation. The guy next to me looks at me and he goes, "That ain't gonna do you no good." It's <laughs> gonna help you. And and I remember that so vividly, and that was such a long time ago. And I we end up st- striking up a conversation, and he put me at ease. He was a pilot, and I'm like shouldn't you be flying? He goes, well, pilots actually don't fly all the time. You know, when I'm off duty, I got to fly back to home, you know, wh- wherever. And, um, yeah, they, said, they don't bring the plane back home and park it in the driveway. Until right. The time right. And so I, I said, do you, do you have a fear of flying? And he said, only when I'm not the pilot, when I'm not, the pilot. <laughs> you know, our pain when, when you're back there, I, I got like, I'm trying to figure out, do we really need seatbelts? I mean, come on. No. Right? I mean, so it's over. It's over for going down. I mean, also, do, it, I, do I, I mean, now there's only about an inch that you, in, in, in the economy that you can push your seat back. Do I really need my seat back up anytime? Can I just leave the thing an inch back? And what, what, what's the point? What, what is that? What's the reason for that? Somebody's just got to make rules. Make rules. You, know. you ever notice they, they tell you the same shit about the seat back and the no smoking and the and the tray table three different times before you take off yeah that's yeah. the legal department <laughs> that's what that is that's the legal yeah. department cover your ass i'm just 
married, I think maybe a year or so at the time. And, and I go out to Vegas with my friends and my, my mom comes to stay at my house and hangs out with my new wife and uh, they're not getting along. And Brett, so I land in Vegas and I get a call from my mom and she says, oh, it's, it's not good. And I get a call from my wife and it's not good. So I'm like, you guys really, I got to come home. And I literally take the next flight, the next, the next morning. So I had to, this flight, the first one out, I had to go through Phoenix. We, we take off. We're about five minutes into the flight and the pilot comes on and says, uh, we have a, we have a situation up here. When he comes on, you can hear all the noise in the cockpit and there's bell, there's a lot of stuff going on. You can tell there's a big problem in the cockpit. Um, what had happened was they lost left, right. They didn't lose up, down rudders. They lost, lost left, right. And he said, well, just be prepared. We're landing in Phoenix. Uh, it could be a, a very bad landing. Just, just prepare yourself. And all these numbers, people were freaking out, Brett. And, and so what the pilot had to do is left, right, based on acceleration on, on the engines, just to, to, yeah. to negotiate left and right. Up and down was still working. Make a long story short, we, we had a pretty decent hard landing. We hit the, hit the ground. People were just losing their mind. But in the air, I'm thinking, <laughs> that's it. This is my my. Mom and my wife can't get along. This is why I'm going. I'm going down into a fiery blaze of crashness. So that was that's my one one story. But when you hear that noise in the cockpit, you know something's wrong. It scares the crap out of you. Yeah, it sounds like the pilots did an awesome job. Maybe awesome. maybe it was you know I, I don't know anything about flying, but it, maybe it was status quo. Like all right, if this happens and we're at this elevation, we can we safely know we can get in, but. Yeah, I'm. I'd be very thankful that pilot or pilots uh, after that engine was blown. That that had to be so frightening. Yep, it's weird though when you're up there and it's like nothing you can do about it. There's some sort of uh, I don't know. This may sound strange, but I, I wasn't really panicking. It was, it was scary. But I wasn't. It was like okay, but nothing you can do. Let's see. Let's hey, see how this works be, out. Before we uh, we wrap up, I wanted. A friend of mine, Matt Helms, uh, lives in Atlanta, and you know we we, we kind of put it out there last week about trying different food services, um, mm-hmm. ready-made meals delivered. Um, and he, I haven't tried it yet, but I ordered some meals from a company called Freshly, uh, and um, that I, I think they come Wednesday or Thursday. The meals I, I ordered a three meal, I think a three or four day meal plan just give it a try so I'll, I'll let you know next week a friend of mine listening to the show says tell brett uh kevin's natural will fill him up because i think last time you said they sent you something that wasn't very big but he said kevin's natural is a uh, is one of these that you all right I'm, a, I'm, stuff, a, I'm gonna put that in my notes just throwing it down there just throwing it down there rob do we have time to do the the bowling alley? Uh, yeah, we can. Why don't you thank our friends at IP Vanish one more time, and then we'll dive into uh, some of these bowling alley questions. Right. Again, as Rob pointed out, we want to take one more minute and thank our friends at IP Vanish for doing an amazing job keeping us safe online. You found our podcast, so you probably spend a lot of time online. And again, don't forget to rate us and review us on, on Apple and Spotify. So um, are you keeping your data safe and private? IP Vanish can help you do that for a great price. Virtual private network, as we talked about, it works on computers, tablets, phones. And yep. the most important thing to me is it's uh, really affordable. Affordable. IP Vanish helps keep your data protected for 
$3.49 a month or just $27.99 a year, and you get anonymous IP addresses. Again, this is important because your personal IP address can't be traced by anyone on the web. Um, you can circumvent any online censorship, get protection when using public Wi-Fi, and all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. And again, $3.49 a month is obviously a no-brainer. And, and because they love the show, we love the show. They want to hook you up with 65% off right now. Just go to IPVanish.com slash Farve, F-A-V-R-E, and claim your 65% savings. Uh, IPVanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot with more than 6,000 reviews. Remember, it's IPVanish.com slash Farve to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. I spelled your name, Brett, because... I was on with Megan Kelly this past week after we were on. She's, she says, is far, is it Favre or Favre? I'm like, it's Favre. And she said, well, it looks like it's Favre. I'm like, oh, well, I think it's French. It, it's French, right? Yeah, I, it's got to be. <laughs> now my, my, <laughs> because there's a lot of, I don't know how they pronounce it over there, but there's a lot of F-A-V-R-E's in, in French. Actually, my oldest daughter, uh, the one, Eric, who went to, College of Charleston for uh, for a little bit. Did the uh, ancestry dot com, and there was uh, there was I, I don't I don't remember what great grandfather came over, um, but it was a long time ago. And his name was and this is you know it's French Beauregard 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 sounds, Favre. It sounds like that's Louisiana, right? New Orleans, exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah. If you don't so name they, one of your dogs Beauregard now, then then what are we even doing? You know, uh, right? Bo Beauregard Favre. I mean, come on, Beauregard Favre. <laughs> the next dog's got to be that. <laughs> we were also um, we were also interviewed last week or week before by um, was it Vanity Fair, Brett? Yes. So make make sure you, you keep your eye out for that for that piece. Yeah, that's that's a little uh, high class for you and I, right? I think so. I think, what? I, think they, I think they liked it though. I think Jeez. the, uh, Oh, I think, you know, they Caleb love Carmo is the author. He's, I think he, I think he was a Brett Favre fan, which, which always helps. Usually does. It usually does. Usually yeah. helps. Uh, all right. You want to do some quick questions here in the bowling alley? Well, let's do a couple of them. Cause I love this, but I was, I was tempted to save it. What do you guys think? Well, we can hang on to it if you want. I mean, we're, we're kind of near the this. end of the show anyway, but some of yeah, these we're are getting, fun. We're getting to the, to the end of the show. We, we, but, but here's the, it's called the bowling alley and it's, it's like 10 frames, 10 random questions from our listeners. Let's do a couple, Rob. I, I really want the listeners to get involved and, and, okay. and call in or email in or, or text in however, however they do it. But remember 888-601-0032 is a free Toll-free number. You can call and ask Brett or Eric anything. I know you're going to want to hear it from Brett. Do um, you want me to read them, Robert? Yeah, you? go for it, man. Uh, oh, let's do this one. If we had a chef here right now and you can order any meal you want, Brett, what are you ordering? Fried shrimp and French fries. But it's, it's got to be fried like my, my wife, my brother-in-law, or my mom fries them. Or people down south fry, fry them. Usually cornmeal, very little batter. So you can really enjoy the shrimp. Mm-hmm. I love fried shrimp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that okay with your vegan challenge, though? I don't think that that's going to work with the vegan, right? I, well, I'm not. I, I, let's just be clear. <laughs> I'm not going vegan. Okay. Uh, it's been talked about and lo- used a little loosely. Um, <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I'm I'm gluten free. I'm uh, 
I stay away from dairy as much as I can. Uh, but I'm allergic to gluten for, for people who don't know. I have a, a slight allergy to dairy, soy, and eggs. So I'm not saying I can't eat those. Uh, but so I'm, I'm just trying to eat better. I've got a little 15 pounds overweight right now. Well, try my diet. It's working. Um, I, for me, it would be a, a big, thick, fat tuna steak, just a, just a piece of tuna. Just throw it right on a grill, char grill. Don't put anything on it. No, nothing. Just throw it on the grill, flip it over each side, maybe a couple of minutes. And, and, and like you, Brad, a big old bowl of French fries. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, what movie will you always watch if it's on? Well, there's, there's several, but recently, uh, it's funny cause I get up about five 30 every morning and I let the dog out of the kennel. She, she goes and uses the restroom outside and then we sit, she sits on my lap and I watch TV and eat some yogurt. That's the same deal every morning. And always, it's kind of like my time to turn on the movie channels and I'll just scroll five Oh one's the first movie channel. And I just keep scrolling until I catch green, the green mile. Or Castaway. Castaway. Um, Great you know, movie to pretty watch. Pretty much any, any, any Tom Hanks movie. Um, but, um, you know, say Top Gun's on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen it a thousand times, just like the others. And there's 45 minutes left. I got to finish that 45. Yeah. So, yeah. Those I'm going to agree with you. Castaway is something you can watch. Tombstone. Tomb, tombstone is great some great old westerns that agree all right how about this one and uh let's just leave it on this one um are you the casting has begun for beatles the beatles biopic are you a beatles fan and what music did your parents raise you on forget what music your parents raised you on. what music did you grow up listening to well let me if uh show my intellectual prowess here what is biopic mean but a bio a biography a bi- all about the Beatles biography. I don't they just put biography because it could be a, 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 a written. It could be a book, a biography, but a biopic is a biography movie, biographical movie. Right, Rob? That is correct, sir. <laughs> okay. Now that that's cleared up. So here's uh, the story. There's a, a Beatles movie, a, more like a documentary acted documentary type movie coming out point is do you like the beatles and if not sure i I, you know i I like a lot of their songs um i growing up um i guess the best way to to uh describe my taste in music is what a lot of what i listen to now i listen like if i'm listening to xm radio 70s on seven probably gets the most play 80s 80s yeah um Classic rock. I like R and B, but I like my generation R and B. Which, when I was in high school, I loved R and B. So, like Cool in the Gang, Gap Band, um, Cool uh, uh, New Edition. Yeah, I mean that was my generation. Um, and anything Michael Jackson, love Michael. Um, I mean Jeffrey Osborne, uh, James Ingram. I mean you. And I didn't start, I didn't like country until the dance came out by Garth Brooks, which I was in my junior year of college. When I heard the dance, I started liking country. I didn't dislike the others, 
But like if, if Hall and Oates is it within a couple hours of, of us doing a concert, I'm going, you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, right. you know I mean? So I, I, the, I, there's I, different, there's a lot of different. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to push back on the Beatles. I think they're, they're a sixties a, a boy band pop. And this is not a fan. Never, never, never got into the Beatles genre at all. I was more Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, the who, Classic older hard rock growing up, which is now classic rock. But at the time, it was it was kind of it was bad boy stuff. You weren't supposed to be listening to that. Parents didn't like you to go to listen to to, to such uh, hard metal rock. Like All that. skags, Lido so shuffle, you- <laughs> Lido shuffle, Lido um, America. Yeah, see, I, I was a little harder than that. I, th- that stuff. Was a little was a little soft for me. That stuff. Uh you you were. Uh- you're kind of pulp fictionist. Yeah, a little bit like that. A little yeah, bit like that. I see. All right, Brett. Well, it was always good. Great time. Um, next week, we got some stuff. We got some work. He's, he's going to give us some his best Harry Carey. Rob, we're going to pull up some real Harry Carey, a little SNL. Yeah, and, I, and for our listeners, my good friend Darius Rucker told me yesterday he's he'd love to come on. So we're, we're going to have a chat with him here in the next few weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Love Darius. He lives right here in, in Charleston. Bumped into, uh, met him several times here. Yeah. We'll Good see dude. if we can get you guys to. I think he's a big. He likes to play golf here, I, I believe, in my neighborhood. So, Big golfer. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you guys in a golf course. And we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll do a podcast from a golf cart. What do you think? Maybe. Uh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Don't forget, rate the show, review the show, and we will see you next time. Bowling with fire. You're back into it. One for the road. Oh, yeah. Well done, Rob. Well done. What about Brett Favre? Russ. Follow the show on Twitter for the latest news and links to all our social media channels at Bowling with Favre. Bowling with Favre is executive produced by Ali Brito and Rob Jenners. This has been a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.